welcome back to to the point. Uh, with us today is Pat Russo, retired sergeant, and Aureliano Sosa, a product of the Cops and Kids program. Um, Pat, you've been on here multiple times. We've been talking about the Cops and Kids program, uh, how successful it's been. Uh, we finally have the opportunity to speak to one of the products of the program. And why don't I let you introduce Aureliano and tell us how this all started. I, I got to start off by giving you credit. I know uh, Salsa for 30 years, and I have to call him Salsa because I can never say his first name properly. <laughs> so I got to give you kudos. It comes in easy. You got it right off the bat. Well, well, Salsa came out of our Sunset Park gym in the 72 precinct where we, as part of the community policing program, started the uh, kicked off the program. You see, you see in there as a young kid in the Sunset Park gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you had a lot of hair. <laughs> hey, go easy on the hair things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and Sosa came up in the program, and and now he's 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 literally paying it forward. T today, he's one of the top coaches in the country, boxing coaches. He's he's had Olympians. He's, he's got world champions, and uh, and. What's what's more important than that? He's become a he's become a father, a coach, a psychiatrist, a doctor that forced a parent to to thousands of kids in our Brooklyn gym, and uh, which is currently closed. And he calls me every 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 day. Him and the kids in the gym call me every day and want to know when when the heck are we opening the gym? And I try to explain to him that it's in a bureaucratic mess called politics right now that the gym is not open and 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 I know he don't understand because he doesn't live in in the world of politics we we really don't we see it as cops the dysfunction in politics but uh us us as mentors and and guidance keeper to these kids it, it it's really unacceptable that that we that we got crime soaring and we got kids not in the gym and in the streets. So so Sosa every day is calling me and but only because he cares so much about the kids and he realizes because he 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 grew up in Sunset Park and he still lives in Sunset Park where he's bringing up his his children and his grandchildren. So he knows the laws in the streets. And if that gym is not open and the kids are in the street and not in the gym, he, he's passionate about it. And, and, and we're, we're doing everything possible that we can to get this gym open because we realize the value of it. So early on, you started as a young child, basically, at the gym. Um, give us a little background as to what attracted you to go to the gym. How did you first come into contact with Pat? How did you first get an input? in boxing. We got a bad connection right now. What was that? We got a bad connection. I don't know if you posted the mic. Can you hear me now? I can hear you better now. Yes. Well, actually, back in the days, I really didn't like boxing, but uh, in Sunset Park, it was a it was a pretty bad place, and uh, being one of uh, nine kids, my father really didn't want us in the street, so he found 
he found uh, Sunset PAL and uh, he told us, you're going. And we started going and by time, uh, my boxing got better and better and then the love grew for it. I mean, I started winning national, I mean, state championships, national championships. I, I also represented uh, Mexico in their Olympic team. Uh, came back. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't, I went to the professional level, but I really didn't do as well as I wanted. So uh, from then, I decided to start uh, coaching again. So the love came back as a coach. So when you first got to the gym, right, kid in Sunset Park, um, somebody grabbed you on the street and say, hey, get involved in the gym. Let, let's get you going. Let's do something. Uh, how did that happen? No, actually, my father used to love boxing. He, he, you know, he walked around and always used to look for stuff for us to do. And uh, he was walking around the park and he saw a Sunset PAL and he walked in, he saw a ring and people boxing and he said, I'm bringing my kids here. And, and Ed, yeah, mo 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 most of the phone calls that I get are from the parents. Yes. Is that right? His, his yes. father Ed, knew. He Ed, knew the law of... I'm thinking about changing my phone number because I'm getting so many phone calls. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know. I, I, I could imagine. I, I was just talking to the landlord today, and he, he says we got to get this gym open. So so it, it's the parents. Just picture yourself. You're, you're a parent. And you know your kids got to go out that door and go to school. And you know that the Latin Kings and the Nietas and the MS-13 and the Papa Chulos are all out there trying to recruit your kid because they need young, fresh fresh kids to go out there and, and just do their bidding, to go sell drugs and, and to do robberies and do shakedowns. So, so the, the, the parents are at their wit's end, and they need they – need a recreational activity that they that's going to hook their kids and just boxing is that natural thing that's going to attract that kid that can go on down the wrong path and and, and so that that's where most of the phone calls come and I, and, I, and I know I know so you're getting them too and it's 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 frustrating because because we run the gym we're the faces of the gym and people coming to us and saying what are you doing are you not doing your job? Are you not getting it done? It's very frustrating when you when you got to explain to them. It's not us. It's 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 the bureaucracy of politics. Uh, just as a point of clarity, you're waiting on money to be released from the governor's office, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's 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 at the just just to give you a little context. We we in in October of 2019, we suffered a horrific flood in the gym and it really destroyed all our equipment and it put us kind of out of commission. We, we only because it's what we do. We worked out through it. We worked out through it, but it really was not a safe environment. We had mold in the gym and we really had to reconstruct the gym. So, so myself and the landlord, we went to assemblyman, Nick Perry, who's our local assemblyman here. And who was, who was there with us from the beginning actually introduced us over 10 years ago to, to each other when we when we first started the program, we went to him and he says, "What can we do?" And he says, "I'm going to tell you right now. There's there's capital improvement money available from the state, and it's it's to to for, for youth initiatives." And he says, "This is the perfect thing, and I'm going to guide it through the process, and you're gonna I'm going to send you the application. You're going to apply for a state 
capital improvement grant. And let me tell you something. You needed to be an accountant, a lawyer, and a bookkeeper to, to, to do this grant. And, and thank God I have, we, we have people uh, that volunteer their time as accountants and lawyers that helped me through it because it was it was grueling, the, uh, the grant application process. But we did it. We did it. It took six months. And but but here is what I'm leaving out. The the landlord agreed to front the money to start the construction, or else we would be at day one. The gym would still be flooded, and we'd be be waiting for the money. So he agreed on a handshake from the uh, from the assemblyman Nick Perry and and me that he would front all the money. And, and let me tell you something. It, it was real money. It was six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It took to reconstruct the gym. We went down to the bare bones. We moved, we had to move, uh, we had to move bathrooms and locker rooms from one area to another, had to dig trenches. So it was intensive work that he had to put into the place. And, and if you see it now, it was beautiful before. Right now it's spectacular. So Pat, who's holding the money up right now? Well, the, the money is... COVID happens, and it seems to be everybody's go-to excuse for why shit is not getting done. Where is, where, where is the holdup? Yeah, the holdup is, is at the at the state level. This is this is, is it the governor's office. It's, it's it's in the governor's office right okay. now. If anybody's watching this for from the governor's office, or if anybody gets a call into the governor's office, you know we're talking about reform. We're talking about kids in the street. And, and balancing things for equality. And what we need is a check to be signed off on to, and, and we're talking about cops now doing stuff with kids. Why the holdup? So let's try to get the paperwork moved and let people do their jobs and stop blaming COVID. Uh, we have a, a, a nationwide famous coach on standby here to keep kids off the street and do things and a bunch of cops to volunteer. Uh, let's get the paperwork moving. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can to help you get it going. But, um, you know, it's bureaucracy. It's the kids. It's not their problem. It's something we need to make happen. Right. You know? That's so, true. Let me ask you this. Most of the parents call to send a kid in. Do you ever get a kid that just walked off the street and, you know, kind of lost looking for something? Well, to well, well, well so, so I'll say explain the story of Chris Colbert because Chris Colbert lived right up the block from the gym on uh, Avenue D. And, and yeah, and and, and explain Chris because because Chris was a lot of work. Chris was a lot of work, and uh, and you 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 took the brunt of the work. So tell the story of Chris Colbert, Chris Primetime Colbert. Well, Chris, Chris is one of our uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, one of the things where the program really works. Chris success Colbert story, definitely, yeah, definitely uh, part of that. When he walked into to the gym, he thought it was just because uh, he he thought it was like a fight thing. So he walked in, he thought it was, they were gonna fight just with their hands. So he, when they put the gloves on and the head gear, he goes, "What the hell is this?" So we put he goes, "Who are you gonna put me with?" So we put him one of the top kids, and he got his butt whipped. He comes back, he took off the head gear. He goes, "I'm coming back tomorrow, and I'm gonna kick his ass tomorrow." <laughs> it happened again. He got his ass kicked for like a week. But the thing with Chris, he's one of those special kids that. Learns things so quick, and within a week, two weeks, he was keeping up with them. And he tells them, "I'm going to be one of your best kids." And he he will tell me his uh, we got close with Chris, and he will tell me his his uh, his life too. 
and he he also is like one of us ten kids in in an apartment. So he he had it rough. So we bonded together, and you know after a year he started sleeping over my house. We we got along real good. And one of the sad thing is one day, I asked the mother, could he stay over for the weekend? Because it was one of my kids' birthdays. Yeah. A Saturday. And then she goes, why are you bringing him back so early? I need the room. Take him back with you. So he had that. And what was another story? Oh, another story was when they didn't have enough money to put the thing. So they put all the stuff in their storage. And she didn't pay for the storage. And he had all his, his belts, his trophies, everything. And all that got lost. Wow. How old was he? How old was he? He kept, he kept coming, kept winning. He, he, he came in the gym. He was 13 years old. Yeah, 13 years old. When he walked and ne ne never had a pair of boxing gloves on. Never. No. He's one of those special kids. It's like I tell Pat, there's so many Michael Jordan, so many Mike Tysons, yeah. so many great, great athletes, but they never get the opportunity or, or a pathway to for them to go. And us, we, we like a pathway if they want to choose that pathway for us. I mean, for them to, to choose it, you know, we're there to help. We put in the time, the hours, the, the money, everything that needs to be done, we do it for them. But, but Salsa, so, so explain the transformation of Chris as a, as a wise ass, oh. as a wise ass he was to, to, to the person he is today, to the father he is today, to, to the real gentleman businessman that he is today it, it, it's really really one of those rags to riches story and 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 it's not possible if it wasn't for cops believe it or not believe it or not we get we we take a beating and stories like that just i i guess it don't sell but 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 it but it should that, that and thanks for this forum to to get that story out there oh, yeah. the great things the great things that cops do every day that go under the radar so so Explain that transformation of Chris to that wise ass kid that that that'll tell you who's going down a wrong path. Yeah, no, well, as soon as he walked into the gym, you, I mean, you could tell he was a bad kid and he needed a lot of work. He needed, but not a bad kid, uh, yeah. a, a, a kid that has that tough kid that 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 guard up because he lives. In a tough neighborhood, and in order to survive in that neighborhood, he had to be. He had to have that that tough exterior, that gangster exterior, because that's survival. You're not going to survive if you if you if you if you if you're going to have that timid, shy, shy, shy persona in in Flatbush or in Brownsville or, or on Park Hill. Let me ask you this: What is the the feeling you have? Cops and kids, right? And we have a whole anti-police atmosphere that exists today. And these kids are relying on the cops, right? And their families probably, since they're calling you. Do we? Do you get kids in there that have the anti-cop mentality that they sway over after they realize that we're all kind of doing it together? Yeah, you, but you, but you know what happens a, a lot, which because of this anti-crime anti-police um this anti-police hysteria that's going on in the world is they they say oh pat i wish all cops were like you 
and that, and that that ain't right because they because I'll tell you right now I'm one of of tens of thousands yeah. of if you go by the whole country one of hundreds of thousands of people that that just had the right opportunities and the right to to, to connect with these kids and I, and I try to explain that to them that that, that we're all we. 99.5 percent of, of the cops out there believe in what we believe in believe me we'd rather we'd rather do the pads with you than put cuffs on you it's, it's just a just a common sense criminal uh well, common sense it, approach to police it doesn't get told you know like there's so many things you see at christmas time cops are buying things for kids and families and they get no credit for it um but that's mainly because the story doesn't get told but what you know you guys have been doing You've been doing for a very long time, and you know you, you look at the photo of when you started as a kid, early on, and he got a grown man back taking care of kids and, and bringing them through the very same system you did. And I never heard of you until this morning. You know, I mean, Pat talked about it a couple of days ago, honestly, about bringing you in. But uh, you know, I'm sure that most people don't know how much you're accomplishing and how many lives you're affecting. And we, we talked about this earlier that so much more could be done. I know you guys are looking to open up gyms in all the other boroughs. And it's sad because, you know, we have city council members and elected officials that should be rallying behind a program like this. And people walk away from it because they're afraid of the boxing. You know, it, it's violent. But the truth of the matter is you're bringing in kids that are living in violence and you're giving them a way out through, you know, mentoring and coaching and training. And so much more could be done. Um, you've had a couple of champions in the training? Uh, yes, uh, actually right now Christopher Colbert is uh, 130 WBA world champion. He's still fighting, huh? Yes, no, he's, got, he's got a big fight coming up July 3rd. Yeah, July oh, wow. 3rd in uh, LA against uh, Suruki's Gamboa. He's a two-time gold medalist and two-time world champion and we're fighting against him. Where is that fight taking place? Uh, LA, most likely in the Staples Center, I believe it's going to be on the yeah, sure. We should kind of publicize that, Pat, when these, you know, events come up. We should get it out, let people know, let them know that this is coming from your gym and try to get some media attention to it to highlight. You know, here we got a guy fighting for a championship fight and it comes right out of your gym that has a great story. And, you know, I don't know if it's out there, but I never heard of it that you just said it. Yeah, no, it, it it really needs to be told, and 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 I'm calling out the media. Tell tell the positive stories. I I know the negative stories. They uh, you feel they sell, but believe me, the positive stories sell too. They did they did a documentary on uh on Chris called Count the Punch, and it uh it was nominated for uh for an Emmy. Didn't win, but uh but it was nominated for an Emmy, and. We we get phone calls and I know also you get them too from all over the world that people want to come and visit our gym because they want to emulate it back in their country. They want to they want to copy it. They want they want to start a cops and kids program in in Bulgaria, in Ireland, in Italy. So I'm, we're getting phone calls from police officers and coaches. But and, and you know what the key is? It can't be done. If it's not free, it's free for the kids in the community because boxing gyms, they, 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 could, they could be expensive only because it is the liability and the, uh, the uh, insurance requirements for it. So, so it's very difficult for a person to open up a gym 
and let kids in, let, let poor kids in there for free. It, it, it's it's impossible. But but through just smart collaboration with a landlord that's willing to give us with the landlord from Flappish Gardens that's willing to give us the location for a dollar a month for 20 years, signed the lease with us. And and for a guy like Dave Sieve that runs the NYPD boxing team and the NYPD boxing team to do because it it's totally free. We we really pay for everything. We 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 try to get the kids to work for to go on their trips and stuff, but it, but we, we end up paying for their trips only because we know that they're going to need national and international experience to get to that next level in boxing. But uh, we raise the money through the NYPD boxing team doing shows, fighting against the fire department in Madison Square Garden, fighting in Coney Island where we do grudge matches with cops that have a little beef with each other just to make it entertaining. So we used something... That's that. That's a lot of fun. All, all these boxing shows that everybody comes out to and loves, and we use that to raise money to keep the gyms open. And that and that's that's basically right now our sole source of funding is is these police boxing shows. And, and for 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 me personally and for Dave, it's a tremendous amount of work. And it's we we do it all for nothing. We do it for the love of the game and the love of the kids. But it, it, it's a tremendous, tremendous amount of work goes into it. And and what happens is to run the program is difficult because you're running a program with at-risk kids and kids that need a lot of work, right? So also, how many times does your phone ring that a kid's in trouble or something happened with his parent and they call you 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and say, Salsa, I'm out in the street. What am I going to do? And what do they do? They end up on your couch the next day because uh, you don't want them in a shelter because we know how prob the problems in a shelter. So, so to 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 run these charity events, these fundraisers is a lot of work, and it takes away from running the program. It's it's intensive to run the program. It it just takes away our time from. Uh, so that that that's on our wish list. Is 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 for somebody to come forward, like like a LeBron James that wants to get involved with uh with 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 talking about the problem. But LeBron, LeBron, come up with solutions. This is a solution. That's that's what we do as cops. We come up with we're we're given a job for starting pay of what forty thousand dollars a year to come up with the ills solutions to the ills of society. And this is one of them. It's 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 not it's not the cure for cancer, but it definitely plays a major role in the kids that we touch. It cures that their cancer of crime and criminal activity in the streets. So so it's it, it's it's a needed program. We need to get to those kids. And 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 for those geniuses that hate boxing, what would you rather have? A kid. Joining the Latin Kings of the Bloods of the Crips and shooting each other in the street, or for them, or for them to be in a gym in a controlled atmosphere and learning the sport and the work ethic and the discipline that a boxing program brings to their life. It's good. It's, it's also, what, what, what is the common denominator for every kid in the program when they're there two years, three years? What do they all say? If it wasn't for the program, I'd be in the streets, I'd be in jail, I would have dropped out of school. Or I'd be dead. 
So, so, so you, 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 you live it every day. You live it every day with your heart and soul. So the, tell them about the kids that that come to you, and forget about the world champion. We use we use the boxing as the carrot on a stick to get to the kids that boxing attracts. I don't know about you, Sosa, but it sounds to me like Pat just called out LeBron James. <laughs> Is that going to be the next match? <laughs> You know, you know, good point. He's a guy with millions of dollars, dude. You know what? He's got more than money because money, anybody could write a check and say, oh, I did that and I put my name on the program. But it takes a guy like Salsa to get up every morning and go to that gym and take that phone call for that parent or that uh, kid and say, Salsa, I need help. Not, not that I need help throwing a left hook. I need help getting through the SATs. Or the uh, or the regions. Or I need help to to take the test to become a cop. Or I need help. Maybe maybe you can introduce me to somebody to the national grid, and maybe I could get a job where 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 Salsa has made a career of. And it's all worth it, even if we could take a kid off the street for four hours a day or five hours a day, and we could make a change. It's all worth it. All the all the the sacrifices, all the extra work that we do with the fundraisers, uh, fundraisers, and all that. All that is worth it. How, how, how many kids come in the program and never even get in the ring? I Probably most. Four. They just go what? there because it's, it's like uh, they're home away from home. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. do they do? They just hang out there? Or no, no, they work, they work they out. Train? They jump rope. But you know what it is? They, they're... They're in a positive atmosphere right. because we we have the music playing, the kids are working out. If you if you go on our Instagram page, NYC Cops and Kids, I love to just walk around the gym and video and then post it, one minute videos, and you see the vibe in that gym, and and, and it's 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 euphoric. It's it, it's it's just it it's we do this for nothing. But that's what we do it for that 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 high that we get at uh, that atmosphere in the gym, and and how how many kids we gotta say you gotta go home now we gotta make room for other kids and they don't go home they they stay there and they, they make like I'm jumping rope now just, just just not to go home because who knows what that what the heck their their home like their home life is is like. You you, you some, of got, some of these kids are there three hours, and I'll be like. You hit three hours. He goes, yeah. He goes, if I go home, there's nothing to do, and I don't want to be out in the streets. He goes, I'd rather be here with you guys into you know into Golden State. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty sad. Thank God you have this place. You think about it. Like how many people are really affected? You know, we look at just the kid that comes to the gym, but you're also affecting the family. No, without a doubt, and 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 the families are just so grateful. You know, we talk about the, the guy, you know, Chris, the champion. He's one of hundreds, if not thousands, of kids that came through your gym. Tell us about the rest. Tell us where the, the median mark actually falls for the kid that comes through and gets to school or graduates. Where, where's the end game for most of the kids that come through the program? That's also, we, we built a classroom in our, fla our Flappers gym because we had enough room we actually built a classroom and we and we were told you you're wasting it, it cost us about a hundred thousand dollars to build this classroom in the gym and we were told you're wasting your money what kid is going to come to a boxing gym and sit in a classroom and study for the SATs or the regents or 
or help to write a resume because he's going for a job interview. And so, so, so how many kids have you given clothes to that they had to wear to a job interview? But a, a lot of kids use, kid, use my suits that they, they uh, my son grew out of, used their suits to go for a job interview. So, so isn't it a great feeling when you when you walk past that class every day, the classroom in the gym, and there's a kid sitting in there studying for w whatever it is, the next test that he's got to do or the next interview he's yeah, got to go on? Big shout out to uh, Sarah Demi. She's doing a great job with the tutoring for the kids. That's one of the, and then we have a special program too that with the fifty dollars, Pat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Every, every 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 kid that gets uh only, and you know where I got that from? I'll tell you, I, I stole that from from Mike Bloomberg because Mike Bloomberg wanted to put incentives in school that he would uh, kids that did well he would send them uh, money. So I said, you know what? Let, let's 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 borrow that idea. And every kid, and, and and I said, how much could it cost us? How many kids are going to get over? Uh, a 90 on on each report card and it's every report card every kid that gets over a 90 gets a 50 dollars bill and you're freaking right, let me ask you this we, we're talking about kids that have come through the program right some became cops some went on they graduated done things how about the kids that didn't make it through the program have you buried kids have we've lost kids to violence in the streets that were in the program and something went wrong and now they're dead all right now now we, now we could get into whose lives matter right and uh, and I didn't know you were going to ask that, but I always have this on my desk. This this was a kid we lost, Ronnie Ronnie Vargas, in the Bronx, our Bronx gym. And, and I'm telling you, these are kids that you, you know you know what you know why they got killed. They got killed because they live in the wrong zip code. They were doing nothing wrong. It was it was in 2008 outside our Webster PAL gym. He was shot and killed because. He looked at somebody and he perceived it as being a, a bad look. This is uh, Trey Franklin, Trey. Who, who, who was who was out of our uh, Flappers gym, and how great a kid was he? Had a, just a tremendous future. He was killed also. Had a tremendous future. I'm sorry, thanks. Those are. The kids that you take in, you put them on your couch, they got nowhere to go. How is it that they end up leaving that couch? Well, up to today, none of them have been leaving. They, they keep coming. <laughs> but, I mean, in some way, you take a kid up the street at night, he's got problems with parents, and, and you take them in. Is it a couple of days? What is it that you do that gets them to go back home or – to straighten something out for themselves to move forward. I guess when they, when I really really get them tired of working out, they go home. But I, <laughs> usually, uh, if, huh? if if they don't do good in school, I tell them you can't come in. You got to go home. You got you definitely have to do good in school. And if you're not doing good in school, you have to go through the tutoring in our gym. So the grades go up. I mean, as far as our gym, we are definitely uh, we strict. We have discipline rules in there, and they got to follow them. Tell us about Carrington. You got a champ on the way here too, right? Well, well, Bruce is right now. He's in Colorado, and he's 
hopefully he's going to be fighting in uh, Tokyo, representing the USA in the Olympics. And That's Bruce is... Second Olympian. He's the second Olympian? I actually, and we got Marcus Brown at... Uh, Third, sorry. <laughs> and we got we got Christina Cruz, who was an original uh, Bronx Cops and Kids. Christina Cruz, who was a uh, seven-time Golden Gloves champion, and she's she's going to be going to the Olympics representing uh, Puerto Rico. So let's go back to Jonathan. He comes into the gym. His parents call. How do you get him? No, he, Bruce came into the gym because because his father was a helicopter father, which you have to be. Right. You're really negligent if you're not a helicopter father and you're living in in New York City. So it was, his father was just on top of him and searched us out and said, you know what? He goes, this is the gym. And, and he was boxing prior to coming into the gym. But his father says, you know what? This is the place that I want my, the environment that I want my kid to grow up in. We, we got to get him on when he, when he comes back from Colorado because he's he's just a great story and and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this is uh that here in the middle in the middle is, is uh Bruce Carrington's brother that was killed in the streets coming he, he was going to a video store and he came out of the video store and a gangbang authority looked at him the wrong way and just pulled out a gun shot and killed him and it just, and you know what? His life mattered. Trey's life mattered. Venezuela's life mattered. They, 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 these are people's, these are kids, New York City kids that really live in a wrong zip code. And they're, given, they're not dealt a really good hand in life. And cops are trying to give them the right opportunities to grow up and be positive, productive people. And because they live in the wrong zip code, they, they, they're killed for no reason other than stupid street bravado. And, 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 and you know what? Um, Black Lives Matter, people are donating all kinds of money to Black Lives Matter. I don't know where the money's going. Let me ask you a question, Pat. Has Black Lives Matter donated money to the gym? No. No, I, I, I don't know Black Lives Matter. Why would you call them and ask? Maybe we should put a call in and say if they really matter. How about you write us a check for a million dollars that you received from Nike and Adidas or all the companies that are doing it if you really believe Let's do that. For the media, if there's any media watching this, why don't you facilitate it? Let, let's take the media and have them approach Black Lives Matter on a program where cops are saving kids and giving opportunity to kids of color. If it really matters, well, that's a challenge that we should throw out right now. Right. And, 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 and let's not focus on kids of color. Let's focus on kids. Let's focus on kids. Well, what I, you're I, telling I, me, though, Pat, is kids of color that were murdered in the streets. Yeah. And, and you know, your program, I know, is open to all kids, but you're talking no, about but, 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 the, but that, that, that salsa... When you look at our gym, when you when I post those videos and you look around our gym, you know what it is? It's the United Nations. It's it's yeah, Albanians, it's yeah. Russians, yeah. it's Italians, it's Irish, it's black, it's Hispanic, it's it it's 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 a mosaic of New York City coming together. And the only only colors that are in our program are the red corner and the blue corner. 
Otherwise, it's just a team of kids that want to be in a positive, better place in life. And, uh, and, 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 and full boxing, we bring it all together. You get donations from, you know, companies that supply boxing equipment, Everlast and stuff. Yes, Everlast has been a tremendous supporter. Adidas has been a tremendous supporter. But you know who I got to give a shout out to? I got to give a shout out to Dana White. Because Dana White, it was brought to his attention by Chief Madry about the program that we, uh, the flood that we had in, uh, in Flatbush. And Dana White got on a Zoom call with Chief Madry and he says, what do you need? He says, well, we got this program in uh, Flatbush. They suffered a horrific flood. And you know what? The help hasn't stopped from Dana. He, uh, right now I have in my, in my warehouse in Brooklyn, I have a, a, where, a Chef Choice, a, a, a food company, and, and I got a, a nice size warehouse. I have eight pallets of equipment that was given to us by the UFC and just waiting to go into the gym in Brooklyn. So, so, so there are people out there that really know what we do and know it's the right thing, not for boxing, not for UFC, but for America, for this country. Kids, yeah. right? right yeah, no, it, it, it's the future. If we, if we don't take care of our kids, where the hell are we going to be in 10 years? No, well, it, it's good that you have the companies like that and people like Dana White getting involved. It, if everybody did a tiny percentage, so much more could be accomplished, so much more opportunity. You, know, you talk about being in the wrong zip code. It's really not about the zip code. You know, it's up to us to fix the problems in a zip code. You're just working in an area that, that has violence, where there's gangs, and it's allowed to exist. And you're going to get me started on all the politicians that do nothing about it. But if we fix the zip code, right, the kids still need the opportunity. I mean, there's kids in, in other zip codes that don't get the opportunity. You just created opportunity for them to get them off the street, but kept them out of areas where there's more violence. And that's the big difference. Right. And, we, and, we, and Ed, we discussed it at length. Neighborhood policing and community policing, it's not, it's not just a boxing program. There, there, there's a bad element that, that killed our kids in our program. There's a bad element that's out there in the street. And we need, you need law enforcement to, to do precision policing and go after that, that 1% that destroys neighborhoods and and you have to do it through through what what's not popular but it, it through law enforcement and hitting search warrants and going after going after that John Gotti that that destroys that destroys uh part of the city by you know we talk about boxing right, and all the things you've accomplished a lot with this program right yet there's an opposition that won't get involved in a funding because they say boxing's violent. And the people that are opposing you on, on a program like this, um, who are they? And what exactly is their excuse for opposing you other than boxing being violent? I mean, when you show them the success you're having, how is it that you're not able to change their mind? You know what? It, it's it's ignorance. It's pure ignorance. And it, and it's it's kind of laziness, right? So, so if, if one of these big contributors or these philanthropists came into our gym any Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday afternoon at about four o'clock and they saw for themselves that it's not a dangerous sport, that it's a controlled atmosphere and it brings all races and creeds and together and 
And we got wealthy kids that come into the program, and we got poor as dirt kids that come into the program, and they work together in harmony. And if they took the time out to come into the program and visit it and see it for themselves, and it's it's the same people that are going after football and think that we're that the product of football is concussions and brain damage and stuff. And yes. If, if it's not in a controlled atmosphere, that could be a problem. But you know what the problem is? This is a problem. This is a problem. Kids getting killed in the street is a bigger problem than we have to, than, uh, than, than what you perceive as an unsafe sport. Because I'd rather have the kid in the gym, in the boxing ring, than on the streets right now. And especially today. Today, because we're we're not learning from history, and we seem to be reverting back to 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 the days of the eighties and early nineties, and 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 that leads me to I want to ask a question to Salsa again. Salsa, tell me about the changes because I seen it, but coming from a cop's perspective is one thing, but coming from somebody that grew up in Sunset Park and now is raising a family in Sunset Park, the differences between the 80s and 90s, and then how it's how it's been, how safe it's been, and, and, and what it's reverting back to. I mean, yeah, you definitely see the changes. I mean, back when we first started in uh, Sunset PAL, it was dangerous as could be. Uh, but then with taking so many kids off the streets and more or less, like you're saying, they're paying it forward, whatever they learned from that gym, they will leave the gym and they'll see a friend or brother and they'll bring them in or, or more or less try, try to teach what we teach them. And it, it, it just is like a waterfall. It just keeps going through. Like with me, what I'm, what I'm teaching is what my old coaches in, in, in Sunset PL taught me work hard, train hard, and you could achieve whatever you want. So even, even if it's not in boxing school or just in social life. So I try to, do the same thing with the kids. I, I train them hard. I, I try to be a, a strict with discipline and all that, and and it works. These kids are uh, they 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 listen. They they follow, and so far it's been it's, it's been great for our gym and for the kids. Right, but how, how about the transformation of Sunset Park when when the Nietes and Papa Chulos and the Latin Kings ran the streets, and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, we had that that change in uh, in the neighborhood. How the neighborhood just changed for the better? It became safer, and how it's it seems to be reverting back to because we don't want to go back. The last thing I know, the last thing you got a baby uh, grandson right now, and the last thing you want is uh, is Latin Kings outside trying to recruit him into the into the gang. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you. I mean, it, it did get better, but. For what reason, the last past year or two years, it, it seems like it's starting to do go go reverse towards the other way. I mean, you started to see more people in the street, more bad things happening. Actually, the last six months, you see all these shootings, all these killings, like if it was nothing. And uh, it, it's... It's... It's for the youth, so we have to do, try and do the best for the youth. You mentioned a classroom, Al. People thought it was a bad idea. Um, 
you have teachers in there working. Who's who? Well, well, originally, originally, we had somebody that grew up with uh with salsa in Sunset Park, Maria Vignier, who was uh, a, a kid that came into the Sunset Park program, and she uh she won uh, Daily News Golden Gloves, and she went on to become a New York City public school teacher. She originally volunteered to and was our first teacher in the program, and. Can, can you imagine a kid from the Sunset Park Cops and Kids program became a New York City public school teacher and she wanted to pay it forward and come back and uh, teach kids in the gym? And then, but then, then she had a, she had a baby and she, she needed to pass on the, uh, pass the baton along and, and God works in mysterious ways. And a woman, Sarah Damming, Sarah Damming, who was a writer for the Huffington Post and, one another golden clubs female champion came into the gym and just came and was sucked in by the positive environment and said you know i want to do this i want to be part of this program and she she's like a, an angel that was dropped into our program and uh she actually wrote a book she wrote a book about the program and uh and and she sits there she's got the patience of a saint and, and while the gym has been closed She's been taking kids into a house and still tutoring them. And she she she's a chameleon. She adapted to to the kids because some kids needed help with, like I said, the regents and stuff. And you know, you know what other kids needed help with? Life. They needed help and had a had to open a savings account, had to open a checking account, had to write a check, had a had a uh, interview skills, how to handle uh, an interview, a job interview, how to take, you know, how many kids in our program became Marines and soldiers and, 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 and went, went into the Navy did, and, and I love them. And they come back and they send me pictures from overseas in uniform. And they say, thanks, Pat. If it wasn't for you and Sarah and Salsa and Keto and, and all the wonderful coaches that we have in the program, I wouldn't have never made it. I wouldn't have never took the abs ab and, uh, and and we'll be able to pass and 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 get into the into the armed services. Well, let me stop you there, and I also have to thank the program because 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 of the program and the and the boxing, I still have the job that I have. I've been in national grid for the last thirty two years because of a coach that was in Sunset PAL, and he saw I didn't have a job. He goes. You need a job? He goes, yeah, I want to hook you up. He goes, I, I work for National Grid. I'm going to bring you with them. And, you know, I've been with them for 32 years because of the program. And, and, and you know what that is, Ed? That's being around positive people that care about the kids. And, and, that, and that's the entire key to every one of our gyms. We have, we have coaches that literally do God's work. And, 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 and you hear it all the time. You, you, you talk about it. How, how many cops and they're off-duty times uh, football coaches. coaches and baseball coaches and, and boxing coaches. Across the country, it's happening. Yeah, and and and, and, it, and it's because of that uh, that wanted wanted to give back thing that's just built in. If it, believe me, you ain't you, you're not taking a police test to, for money. You're taking it because you care about your your city, your state, your country. You care about. The people that are growing up around you, and you want to give people the uh, the opportunity to succeed in life. 
How many kids would you say, if you, unless you know the exact number, have gone through your program and have gone on, you know, created great opportunities and succeeded in life? Thousands, thousands. Uh, it, it is, and, 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 and because we just don't have a time to hire a bookkeeper or a statistician to sit there and do a progress report every month because every every grant that you get, they want to see numbers because they're being counters. They want to see uh, they want to see how many kids when it came out of the program actually graduated high school. But but, but you know what that would take with, with the multiple gyms that we have. It would it would take more money and more manpower to get it done, and and we just. We're unable to do that. Yeah, plus, you started a program with the idea of keeping kids safe and giving them opportunity. You weren't really looking at being a database. No, no, and 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 it's really it's important, I guess, to to people that are giving money away because they got to do the due diligence. But right now, it's not important to us. Our, our what's important to us is to make kids make sure our kids have food. Salsa, how many meals have you bought for kids? How many times have you gave somebody a twenty dollar bill? Because the salsa I didn't eat all day, and and, and it's legit. It's not they're not looking for twenty dollars to go to the, the buy a video game. It, it's legit because you could read kids. You have a goal of opening up gyms in every borough in the city. How far off are you from accomplishing that? Well, we got we 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 got two boroughs covered, so we're we're we need three more. We need three more, and 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 I promise our kids in the Bronx that Bronx Bronx is getting the next. So, so I was like, how many kids travel on the on the train two hours to come to our gym because it's the only free gym in Brooklyn? They travel two hours to come train in uh in the Flatbush gym, which is it's unacceptable. It's not only because it's free, but they see the the environment, they see the 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 everybody in there is there to help each other out. There's not one is, there's not we is. Uh, to the gym, they just you know, because they see that we're there for them. So the Bronx is lined up to get the next gym. What does it cost to actually? Well, well, well the, the, the first thing we need, because, because Ed, you know, you know, there's always money out there. We we, we know how to, to solve problems to, to raise the money, but the main, the first obstacle is the biggest obstacle is a space, a space where we're not going to have to pay rent or utilities. And and I got to give a shout out. The Berry Houses, NYCHA gives us a space. And the Berry Houses in Park Hill, part the Park Hill Apartments is a privately run housing development. They give us the space for free. And Flappish Gardens, of course, not only gave us the space, but fronted $650,000 so we could reconstruct the, the wow. gym. So so we, it can't be done without the business community, I guess the landlords of the city. So we need a landlord in the Bronx to step up and say, we want to, we want to do the right thing. We make money here in the city. We make money off the, the residents of the Bronx. We want to give back and give a space that's, that's, that's going to enhance not, not only the kids and, uh, and, uh, and the people of the Bronx, but it's going to enhance your property. If you have kids 
and and, and the whatchamacallit, the uh, the people in Flatbush Gardens and Park Hill and the Berry, they they understood that if we have kids in a boxing program working out, they're not in the streets, they're not in the hallways, graffiti in the building, they're not selling drugs. It's just a common sense investment in the future of your property and your and your borough and your city. So what we really need to do is we need a space. We need a space. We need somebody to give us a I, I, we could we could do it in in two thousand square feet. We need uh, obviously bathroom facilities, and we need access, and we need. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say, but we we need free rent. We need we need you to not charge us rent, and and talk to any account that you could write it off to whatever the market rent is. You could write it off on your taxes. What's like donating it to a. You're donating it to a legitimate 501c3 not-for-profit organization. What time of day does the gyms open up for the kids, and how late do you actually? Let me tell you, I'd love to open nine o'clock in the morning, but you know what? The kids won't be going to school; they'll be coming to the gym. So we we open the gyms at at three thirty, get the kids yeah. home from school, and we close at seven thirty. Close at seven thirty. Yeah. Window. Yeah. And, and oh, only because. So, so also works a full time job, and I can't ask for. <laughs> I, I, I don't think physically. Out. I don't think it's physically possible for him to be there any longer than that. Even though he does, when, when kids are fighting, when it's Golden Gloves time, uh, he's there. He's there Saturday, Sunday, and uh, yeah, and until sometimes eight, nine o'clock at night. Seven day a week operation. Yeah, and and how, how many kids are calling you in the off duty hours for? Just for advice, just for a, just for a shoulder to lean on and uh, and an ear to listen. Well, look, hopefully people are watching this, and we can get the right people watching. Or the media gives it a plug. We can get some of that money freed up out of Albany. That, that's that's what we need. We need we need we need an entrepreneur, somebody that has like real real wealth that wants to invest in the future of the city, and just. And and make a donation, and we'll, we'll put we'll put your picture up in every gym. <laughs> so so so, I'm going to give you the last word. Uh, we're going to be running out of time. Um, you know, if you're going to appeal for a larger couch or multiple couches for the house, now's your opportunity to do it. But uh, just summing up everything that's taking place with this gym, you've committed yourself to it. Um, why? Why? Why have you? I mean, I know where you come from. I know the effort that's put in. You have a passion to it. Uh, you got your own family. But what is the significant importance that lies within you of why you do this seven days a week? And how involved your family actually is with yeah, the program? Yeah. Uh, actually, for both our families, for the uh, Russo family and the Sosa family, they, they put up through a lot. I mean, we missed a lot of birthday parties, a lot of celebrations, just. Sometimes we have to be the nationals fights, and we miss them. And, and thankfully, our, our families understand the the thing that we're trying to accomplish in, in changing a couple of lives. And they see when they when sometimes we bring the kids home and they see them and they realize, yeah, they do need that person to try and and, and change their lives. So they understand, and for that, I I am thankful. But with that being said, we do have to get that gym open. I mean, Flatbush is one of the hottest areas in Brooklyn. I mean, it's so active as far as gangs, violence, everything is so active. And these kids have 
nowhere to go for six days away. Seven days, they have nowhere to go. They If they go on the streets, they're going to run into something. So we have to get the gym open. Hopefully people watching this could uh, get to the mayor or some way, somehow get that check done, signed and delivered so we could get those doors open and get those kids off the streets because we need to, to make a change and, and we need to start making it now because the summer is coming and when the summer comes, everybody's going to be outside and that's more problems. So we need to get these kids off the street. So guys, please uh, see if somebody could reach out and uh, see if somebody could make a change, but we need to get this gym open. Uh, really, you're doing a great job and you know it's good to see that you actually came back to a program that gave and you're giving. Pat's been doing it for a long time. I know Pat's really passionate about it. And Pat, you know, you have all commitment to do everything we can to help you um, grow these gyms and, you know, promote it with the cops and the media and everyone along the line. Um, I want to thank both of you for participating today and for everyone watching. Uh, this is a program we're getting involved and, in. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, before we sign off, I, I forgot to mention next Thursday, a week, a week from yesterday, we're going to be having a little rally at our in front of our Flappers Gym, thirty three oh one, Foster Avenue, and three thirty, Foster Avenue and New East New York Avenue, and it, it's just a rally to let the bureaucrats in uh, state government know that we we need the gym open. We had six shootings in Flatbush last week, and it, it's unacceptable. We have to get the gym open and get the kids off the streets, and that seems to be uh, seems to be what nobody's talking about. Solutions. We we want to be solutions orientated, and that's that's what I know. You're in elected office to do is is is, to, is, is the, your number one priority is 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 to keep uh keep the citizens of your city safe. And we and this gym is does a long goes a long way to do that. And so, so I, I anybody that's available to come out next Thursday, East New York Avenue in Foster. We're gonna be have a little rally to get the gym back open. Thanks, Pat. Orlando, thank you. Everyone, thank you for watching and let's support this program. Have a great day. Thank you, Bye. Bye.